0: bless everybody. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. Today I got a dear and uh, special guest and friend of the ministry, uh, a mighty pastor in the city of Waco, Texas, pastor of Church of the Open Door. Uh, he's been at the church for 32 and a half years, and and in the day we're living in, being a pastor in any location for more than five years is an anomaly. And so um, knowing ministry like I know ministry and being involved in the ministry as, as extensively as I've been involved, I honor this. Voice that uh, we're going to bring on the platform today, Um, and his name is Pastor Ronnie Holmes from Waco, Texas, and um, he's doing a marvelous work there. You can see his church off to the if I'm coming from Dallas on the left hand side, going down the I-35, the famous I-35 highway, and uh, it's called Church of the Open Door. You can't miss it; it's the biggest building on the left hand side going into Waco. But um, what caught my attention to bring uh, Pastor Ronnie on was uh, something unique that happened and something that I feel is a very, very important uh, um, uh, aspect that the church needs to get a hold of. And pastors and leaders and Christians in general, those that follow Christ need to get involved in this cultural war that we're in, this lack of uh, engagement that we've seen throughout the last 10, 15 years of just hearing things, thinking things that are conspiracy theories, that it's not really happening. Everything is copacetic. We want the world to love us and we got to love the world and this, this co-mingling and coexisting together. But now the stuff has hit the fan, so to speak, in our culture. And it's it's affecting all our lives and how we and how we live and and really the gospel and where do we as Christians stand in the gospel? What should we be doing? It takes me to this uh, the scripture in Acts chapter two where Peter uh, describes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and in that same sermon he gets to the very end, and and after you have you have this flood of tongue talkers, and you have this 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 group. Of people get baptized and saved and you have this amazing thing happen. He says, get out of this perverse generation. He, he he spoke to Christians, people that were going to follow Christ, that the culture will affect how you walk with Christ. There's a direct conflict. And that's, that's from the very first sermon that Peter preached. Read your scriptures. It's Acts chapter 2, I believe it's verse 41 through 45. He warns those that just got saved about the perverse. That word perverse is the Greek word scolio, where you get the word scoliosis, which means crooked, bent, twisted. And we have to understand that we are living in those days that as much as we like to sit in our churches and pray in the spirit and sing our wonderful songs, we have to make sure that we are not entangled with crooked thinking, crooked crooked approaches to life, because that's what this culture offers us. And something very, um, very crazy happened in, uh, in the way we were raised in the church. This very crazy that happened in the city of Waco and something tried to come in and the church stood up and pushed it right back out and shut something down, which is extremely important, which caught my attention and um i would like for pastor pastor ronnie that um that was there that spearheaded he can give you the backdrop of how this thing happened but there was a drag there was a drag queer show a drag queen show that was that they were trying to bring in a in a public place that the church stood up and uh shut it down and says no not in our town we're not going to have this perversion in our town it's wrong it's it's an abomination to god and we will not put up with it in our town, and so that caught my attention—the boldness, the tenacity, and—and um, and actually, what is the right thing to do? What would have Paul done? What would have Peter done? What would—what would these great men of God done? What would—what would the great deacon, the first deacon, Elder um, Stephen and Philip, what would they have done? It's their responsibility. It was their responsibility to, to to preach against these cultures and these perversions. And so, I want to bring on Pastor Rodney Holmes that um, some of you may not know him, some of you will get to know him. And I pray that um, you guys uh, lean in to the conversation that we're gonna have today as he talks about something that uh, took place in Waco, and what was his perspectives, and what drove him to do that, and that you can do that too when it comes to your door. So, Pastor Ronnie, go ahead. Let, let's let's start this thing off and with a slight introduction of who you are, what you've done, and then this event that took place.
1: Brother Elias, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today, and you've been a blessing in our world, ministering at the church in past years, and and then our own our friendship presently. Uh, the back. Uh, So we've been, I I was raised in the city, we started the church, as you said, about a little over 32 years ago, and uh, so there is a stewardship responsibility that it's not just on me, but on pastoral leadership, on church, on believers in our city, and so before God, we we feel like there is a responsibility, but uh, that doesn't mean we have the authority to micromanage everything. Things would be different if we if we could, but we we do have to be salt and light, including this culture and uh, and conservative little Waco, Texas, and. Conservative Conservative Texas as a whole, uh, the, the enemy is not intimidated by our labels of conservative or Christian or whatever, but by the spirit of God in the name of Jesus, we should be able to take steps forward as He directs. The way this thing kind of unfolded, uh, Brother Flores, is, is that when when LGBT, I think it's called uh, Pride Network, Waco Pride Network, they had I wasn't aware this was upcoming until less than twenty-four before, but they had hosted an event called Out on the Brazos. Brazos is the main river that flows through our city. They hosted something in a public park, uh, gathering uh, people that are of the perverse, sexually broken, the confused, bringing the LGBT, all the other alphabet letters that are there uh together on a saturday and uh so someone had infiltrated that or went out with video and seeing the quote unquote drag queen i think which i don't even like that term because it's some way rationalizing justifying a man who wants to dress up like a woman and act out perverse things and but they took video of what was happening at that event that day and uh gave an insight as this man is is scantily clad in his fishnet hose and high heels and hot pants whatever they call them now uh and dancing matt parading gyrating in front of a probably an eight-year-old little girl and uh gathering around his uh private areas all that stuff it was uh it would be shocking for non-christians and uh, that that quick video got out in about a minute and a half long and we saw it as well as many people in the community saw that and uh, realized that they are hosting this same thing some of these same participants in a again quote drag queen show the following Saturday by the time we Could understand that number of other pastors were uh, realizing we we really don't need to sit silently by and passively by. But my heart was not to rise up in a protest either. And I believe that light is always offensive to darkness. And uh, there's lots of ways you can shine light. But and I'm not always opposed to you know a protest per se. But we really felt like this coming into downtown, a block and a half from our courthouse, and a in a uh, venue they had labeled it all ages so uh, which was the same thing that out on the brazos event was was stated to be a family-friendly event so they're trying to bring families into this drag queen show that following Saturday and we we purposed to uh, do an outreach there and uh, there it was a unique setup because they were they were leasing they were renting the the, the place that the venue they had chosen to host this drag queen show glass on both sides of the corner bit of the street that it would be hosted on but in that same large building, uh, a church, a local church, been there about three years, had leased property, at least space. They've been holding church there, worshiping Jesus and, and uh, going after the kingdom of God for about three years. So uh, just, we, we had reached out to that pastor and he had already purposed, actually, they had decided to have a worship service that very same night in that same building. It was wouldn't be in the same room, but they were going to do that uh, an hour before the drag queen show was was to start gathering other churches from within the city. So, but our assignment we felt like was on the on the sidewalk and the public sidewalk to reach out to those that were going to be uh, coming to this uh, show of perversity and all of that. This recruiting, this grooming event, if you wanted to call it that, because that's really what part of it would consist of. So, our our goal was to actually have conversations with. We had we had signs printed up that said simply trying to helping stay at a position where we could have conversation. Our our signs said, the top of it said, hi, uh, we're here to help, not to hurt. Jesus cares, can we talk? Just real simply, uh, we want to engage in conversation. I understand how it is to preach at people, but really really we wanted to converse with people that almost every, ah, my heart breaks over this because most of the people that we've dealt with in, in lifestyles of sexual perversion, homosexuality, and those things, there's there's a brokenness that is happening. Yeah, it caused yeah. that twist, as you used the word a while ago, perversion. It caused that twist in their lives. And, and I have a compassion for it. The two approaches that are so prevalent to me in my mind is there is the radical gay agenda that is being pushed across our nation especially. And right. in, in many many cities, small, large, whatever, that, that gay agenda driven to indoctrinate, to demand acceptance, uh, all of those things. And then the flips the other side of that, that perversion, are the people who have gotten caught into that trap. People who have embraced it. Go ahead. Were you,
0: were you sh- shocked at how many people showed up with this was there a large gathering where people coming were you shocked at that that the community would come out for that
1: i was i was uh it broke it was heartbreaking when i saw three or four hundred cars parked at that event that took place the week before the out on the brazos i i went by there to see you know what's going on expecting you know a small gathering uh it turned out a lot Uh, were there and wow it that that kind of sounded the alarm more powerfully. Again, we cannot be silent. We cannot be passive. Uh, We're not coming out as an angry mob, but we're going to be aggressive spiritually. Wow, wow. Well, go
0: ahead. I didn't mean to break your. I was just like, I know as a pastor, I know as a pastor, you're thinking, who would, who in the right mind would go to these things? Who would take their kids to these things?
1: Oh, absolutely. And then the video helped expose. Yes, people are doing that. And most cities, in our city, like a lot of cities, I don't know about most. Uh But there's probably some gay bar or some gatherings. You know, hole in the wall place. Uh-huh. But when again, the agenda that is being produced, that is being pushed massively by our current uh, administration, governmentally, yes, uh, has has pulled out, tried to pull out all the stops to make things as, as law, uh, put as much law weight of, of government behind perversion as is possible. So uh, when this has come now, now it's not in the little side. Side bar in a, a shady part of town anymore, but now it's banding. Actually, the title of that drag queen show was something like uh a democracy demanding uh recognition. And one of the one of the dra- driving forces behind that, the late one of the ladies' names on there was the mayor pro tem of Waco, Texas. So, and we understood already this woman is is very pro abortion, pro homosexual. All of that stuff. And so she would proudly have her name along with others. I can, I can say the, uh, the Democrat contender for the office of uh, attorney general of our state. Her name was displayed on that poster. And so you have people with some clout, with influence that are coming. Uh, we should, the church should never be intimidated by, by darkness and because we we have truth we have light we and we have a mandate from God arise shine Isaiah said it arise shine for your light is come the yeah. glory of the Lord risen upon you so we cannot let darkness silence intimidate us cause us to move into fear uh all of those things understanding that this is a uh, by and large tends to be a hostile environment a group when you reach out to them we we really uh, again weren't throwing out the net for whoever wants to come and be on the sidewalk with us, because uh, if if you can't stand somebody being in your face, shouting profanities at you and stuff, and you're going to throat punch them, it will not be a good outcome for that. Right. So if there's a if you're mature enough in the Lord and you feel like the Lord has mandated that you be part of this, then go ready for that. Uh, not not in 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 a, a physical aggression, but spiritual. Right. Yes. So spoken, not having to be hard. Uh, you know, we don't hold signs that say God hates fags and right. crazy, You know, stuff that is so negative. Our our goal is what I felt like. And that group that was planning on coming on that Saturday night, I felt like there's somebody's mom that is praying for that one that's going to be showing up there. Somebody's grandmother that's praying for that one. Maybe somebody's adult child is praying for that mom or dad of theirs that's going to be showing up at that event. That's the heart we would go go after the broken and if God could use us to share Jesus with somebody we had we had witnessing cards that shared this, the uh, gospel very briefly. We had resource cards on the back side of our church card we had had a couple of resources. Let me give that to some right now. One resource is an incredible a uh, documentary movie produced by American Family Association it's been out maybe a year and a half but it's called in his image okay. you can watch it free online you can order it and have other resources but it's in his image i n h i s i m a g e dot org it's free you can send it to people that are maybe in a point of sexual confusion we have taught it in adult Sunday school classes. We have taught it in junior high and high school classes here at the church because it's well done. And it, it addresses the trans movement, transgender movement, with real testimonies of people who have tried that route, promising themselves. They were promised fulfillment and it didn't work, obviously, because we're countering God's plans. But that will it will be a good resource to help people the other other resource we had on that back of that card was a place in in Arlington or Central Texas, North Central Texas area called LiveHope.org. L i v e H o p e.org, and that's a ministry that does reach out to disciple, help people with unwanted same-sex attractions, unwanted. They're they're in bondage to this thing. How how can we help people get out? We don't need to have a wall up at the uh, sign up at the door of our church saying, you're not welcome here, but we wanna speak truth and be be definite in where we stand. We, we want, we, we're, again, we want deliverance to happen. When we, I can use the test, I'll get back to where I, I know, I feel like I'm chasing a rabbit, but let me go just oh, a little oh, bit more. Yes, yes. I can look at that that man who uh, had was in a homosexual lifestyle for, for decades. Uh, that's part of Open Door now, when he was on his deathbed, uh, God set up an opportunity for me to, potentially it was his deathbed, a collapsed lung, the other lung, uh, iffy, and a disease going on in his body. But he, in that hospital, that man gave his heart and life to Jesus. And uh, he, uh, we, we that, in that same setting, the, he, because of his proclamation, well, I'm a homosexual we were able to minister, go there too. What does the Bible say? He gave his heart and life to the Lord. That's been probably eight or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times that man has said, I'll never go back. I'll never go back. He ser- serves on an usher ministry, loves Jesus. We'll, we'll not go back. We'll never go back to that lifestyle. That's the hope I want to give to those people that may have, you know, they struggle with same-sex attractions or they've launched into it and they're they are identifying as whatever. And I wanna I want the message that there's hope for no matter where we've come from, heterosexual immorality, homosexuality, homosexuality, all that. Still there's one answer, and it's Jesus being born again and delivered by the power of Jesus, given our original uh intent, God's design for us, when I can use his testimony or I can use the the Uh, African-American lady who was an out and proud gay pride marching uh, lesbian and involved in that when I can use her testimony of how God redeemed her out of that almost 20 years ago now. But she and her, she said, Pastor, I I can't go out there because she was angry still inside from uh, the deception that was placed on her those years before she was in in another city, a gay affirming church that that, in other words, perverting the gospel. Absolutely. But she, was, and part of that that was part of what kept her in that bondage for so long, is the gospel wasn't being preached. It was that other gay affirming uh, perverse gospel. And anyway, she she knew she could go and she could pray, but she didn't need to be face to face. Anyway, uh, where do I leave off? Where can I pick up? Well, the
0: you know, event, you know, you know what, Pastor? Because you said something very powerful you, as, as your your testimony. I want to give hope. You know, the Apostle Paul gave hope in First Corinthians chapter six, yes. verse ten and eleven. After he says, "Don't be deceived if you're homosexual," it gives these lists of things, and then he says, "Such yes. were some of you before wow. you were washed in the blood." You know, this, yes. this passion that we have, it's a compassion. There's an alternative. God offers you an alternative, wow. a preferable life than what this culture is offering you. And this hope that we have, it's a compassionate hope. And, and that's yes. what I love about you using those testimonies, which is so powerful because it shows that yes, we were once blind, but now we see we were lost, but now we're found. There's a profound. Yeah. You know, and so as a a pastor, um, you may have, you know, know, there there may be some pastors out there that say, how do I get involved and what should be my strategic plan to to unify my church when I hear these things come into my city? What should I do? How should I Uh, uh,
1: know that Jesus is the answer? That's a powerful question. and, And it's probably not a one size fits all, except understand we cannot come to the world in the spirit of the world and win the world. We have to come in the spirit of Christ. Truth. Don't back down from truth. But it's it's bathed in love. It's got to be the, the in Ephesians where it says the truth and love will cause people to grow. So you go with that. I, I think probably this, probably a third of Open Door is come, people come from addiction lifestyles and backgrounds of of uh, con, you know just. The demonic strongholds, but yeah. but wanting people to the liberator, who is Jesus, obviously. So I think you have to have a, an inside the church culture that is is loving toward people, not not blind, not ushigushi. Real love yeah. has got to tell me the truth. Right. Real love, real love doesn't tell me. Oh well i don't want to hurt his feelings so i'm not going to tell him he has cancer and he's going to die if he doesn't get treated that's not love love says hey let's go where you can get an operation get therapy get the treatment i mean and get out out get this cancer out of your body spiritually that's what we have to look at i think but within the church if you're able i think a great tool is the one i mentioned earlier that a little over an hour long documentary on in his image dot movie. That is a an inside if 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 the church culture isn't ready to reach out, you know, it can be destructive. It can, you know, somebody may say, well, i I had such a negative experience, I'll never try to reach out to that group again. Because there's two two of those groups that are very adversarial uh, externally, the demonic drive is so strong against truth and against the gospel, and that's pro-abortion people and the homosexual agenda people. And those, you'll you'll almost always find one with the other, Uh, the pro-life. There was a, when Roe versus Wade was overturned about four months ago in our nation, there was a a public pro-abortion rally held uh, downtown in our city. So uh, it wasn't, Highly organized, but some from our church and some from within the pro life movement. We've been active there for almost a couple of decades. Uh, we just went again with outreach information, what, a, you know, speaking what truth really is, and with some posters. Right. And that was a, a really aggressive crowd. They would. Uh, we we weren't so di- trying to be disruptive to their gathering, except we had signs, banners that showed the truth. Uh, what's what's an 11 week old aborted baby look like? Well, I mean, it's hard to deny and you can't unsee that picture when right. you've seen it. But they, they would gather, personally I was one of the ones there obviously, but
0: <laughs>
1: some that gathered around me with holding up their signs to try to block my sign and be in your face so it's an aggressive move. But if we within the church can know that God came to save sinners, can't save people who are spiritually blind, like we all were, maybe right. not the same sins, but blind, if right. we, we, we get an understanding of that, then we can go out and see what God would show up and do as, uh, as we were seeking to do that, that evening.
0: So you, so part of the process was getting your church informed correctly.
1: Yes, sir. And that's a culture that is built within a church. That doesn't happen because I preach one sermon about uh, immorality and those. We we <laughs> we'll, we'll go those things. We have to explain and express. Right. Right. But uh, I think there's a culture that says we're we're not just here together in this foxhole until Jesus comes back. And he's going to catch us out of here. I believe Jesus is coming back. He is going to catch us out of here. But the fo- the church is not supposed to be a foxhole where Christians hide out. <laughs> We're supposed to go out and, and shine and share. Right. Yeah, I because
0: I, I think that's p- for the most, the, the, the mainstream is the fact that we, we teach, we teach. But, yes. but then there's things that we need to inform our church True. about what's going on and how the gospel needs to be taken to those places
1: exactly
0: we, exactly and, and i think that's risky. most pastors don't want to risk they want to preach the the what they would call their gospel, their 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 their, their echo chamber sermons that make people uh, feel good that that'll inspire them to be good you know more self improvement than cultural revolutions that sure. will take place you know I, I i look at the book of acts they completely engulfed the culture, which got them persecuted.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And and I and I think that that's that's part of the fear in engaging these things because they don't want the blowback.
1: Sure. One of the thing, and one of our team, I think, had suggested this before we went out. Don't don't get sidetracked on every issue, and somebody brings up a, a, an argument, blah blah something. Don't don't again be shut down because you don't know a, a, an accurate response right. to a certain line of reasoning that somebody would want to take you down. Right. You can say I don't know about this, but I know that Jesus changed my life Come on. and 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 then go back to the gospel. Right. And the the way uh that preparation I think when we know it if David wasn't intimidated when he ran out to fight Goliath because he knew he, was, he had a covenant. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine without a covenant? I'm coming to him, not with a sword and a spear, but in the name of the Lord of the armies of heaven. Right. So when we go with that attitude, it just helps. It's not boosting my ego up. It is knowing who's in me and who's with me. And who's actually going ahead of me before I ever get to that battle?
0: Yes, yes, and that, and I think and I think you know you know for some that are that that are uh, pastor leaders or those that are heading up ministry that we're running into these things. So you know, setting your church culture up is 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 number one to to really start engaging correctly. Is get your church culture correct yeah. when it comes to this? And, I believe uh, that. So you you did that through introducing them to uh, to the uh, to the movie system. Uh, that. How did you how did you do that?
1: We we actually did that those that particular movie in a series of different classes in the in a large the, our largest adult Bible class. Yeah, we did it there walk through with questions and discussions, and then we we did it in youth, junior high, high school ages because if we don't talk to our kids, the school is already talking to them. The indoctrination system is going on. Yes, Whether we know it or not, it's happening and we need to know it, but we also need to prepare our kids in that way. Again, the kids that are confused, that it's its so incredible. Those are the spirits loosed in our nation uh, of, of sexual immorality, of perversion in every level. And what, let me just say this as an aside. If I'm going to preach about homosexuality and be silent about he- heterosexual immorality, I'm wrong. It's more popular. Say sometimes. that again. Say that again. If I am going to talk against homosexuality. And the word does so I can speak what the word says. If I'm going to do that, but I'm not going to speak about it. Heterosexual immorality that is now much more acceptable yes, because yes. we're just shacking up. No, we're we're common law married. Yes. See, I needed. We we have done three different marriages this year from people who had come and gotten saved. They may have been they've been together for years, had kids, and but when they really gave their hearts and lives to the Lord, then it's you know this is an area separate sexually. Repent of that. And then we were able, in that purity there that they came back in, uh, we were able to do weddings after church on a Sunday morning and and celebrate with with these people who stop, stop being sexually immoral with each other, then come back and be married. And it's such a joy to see those people in the house of God worshiping and praising God, one of the most outreaching couples, I think. That we have is one of those couples that had been living together for however long and got their hearts right with the Lord. And man, they're bringing people from their jobs. It's just incredible. Anyway,
0: yes, those no, are just exactly. things part
1: of the gospel.
0: I've been doing. I've been doing that the last year. I think I had seven. I did seven marriages. <laughs> just did one. Just did one last week. I mean, yeah, weekend. You know, yes. it was that same situation that they. Yes. They know something, they know they have to get right with God. They know right. they have to come into covenant relationship with God. And I wholeheartedly agree with you that the consistency of the Bible. Yes. That sexual immorality has always been confronted with the gospel. Right. Whether, it has, whether, it's, whether it's these, these uh, destructive behaviors of homosexuality, which destroys the human, and all those elements, as well as the sexual promiscuity of the heterosexual sins.
1: That's right.
0: Absolutely. The moral laws of God are throughout the epistles, throughout the gospel, and throughout the law and the book of Moses.
1: And we have a significant percentage uh, of people that attend Open Door that are singles. And so we, you know, you have to say what? What will encourage and help these singles? Because the boundaries of purity, God is not trying to keep something good from us. He is He is preserving us so that it can be good when covenant marriage happens and all of that. I, I think we again, it's so countercultural, but we have to help encourage these these singles that love God. Then let's h- help them on their journey, and then the willingness for them to be accountable uh one on one with 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 somebody else a a woman accountable with another woman a man accountable with another man those are those are strengthenings that need to happen within the church body yes
0: yes Yes.
1: i I don't want to have left off left left that event dangling for your listeners
0: go ahead yes please so
1: when we uh, at the drag queen Uh show that was scheduled uh the praise and worship had been going on uh started an hour before that event was to start we showed up uh, before that time too on the sidewalk you guys, you guys crashed the party well we we were go- we're on the sidewalk because we were we were on a public sidewalk and again those are those are in our country those are still places of freedom you free speech uh f- so we were there on public sidewalk but and the praise and worship going on in that building in the church part of that building which was incredible and wonderful holy spirit engaged intercession worship prayer uh, was going on we're just waiting for people to show up and and find out that that event was actually canceled the drag queen show was canceled without us having to do anything else isn't that incredible my mind went back to when god said you're not going to have to fight in this battle in in chronicles where yeah. god told israel that you're not have to fight in this battle the battle is the lord's but he said he said something really powerful and sometimes i think christians we overlook this but he still told israel position yourselves which means to stand stand firm stand resolute you got to show up he didn't say this battle is—you're not going to have to fight in this battle. So set home in your lazy boy. He didn't say that. He said show up, position yourselves, stand still, see the salvation of God, and God showed up, and that's really what took place. They canceled that whole event before one person showed up. They—they they had it canceled, and the church—it wasn't just open door. There are many churches in our city, yes. people that were in relationship with the the precious pastor that uh, called for prayer and worship in that building, all yes. of the, but others uh, probably uh, eight, I don't know, different churches that, that showed up, people from those churches, some other pastors as well. And uh, so the last half of that prayer and worship that was supposed to be going on while we're on the sidewalk, we were able to just go in and join and and rejoice in God. Yeah. The, the, the people moved from that venue after praise and worship. In the in the building was was pretty much over. the 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 hundred hundred fifty people marched out of there a block and a half or so to the county courthouse, and we stood on the parking lot across from our seat of county government, and worshipped and praised God and proclamations again done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I, a victory was won. Yes. We didn't fire a shot. We didn't pick up an arrow. We God took care of it. But the church across our nation, if we can, I believe, just loose what's uh, inside of us as believers. Somebody said a long time ago, you don't have to tell a lion what to do. You just need to open the cage. Right. And he is... <laughs> pastors if we open the door lead lead some things but but let it be always redemptive and yeah. yes i believe in legislative action yes i believe in being involved politically those things are, are on us as well there's a stewardship but the gospel the morality of a nation isn't really determined in washington or in our state capitals the morality of a nation is on us. We're the voices of the Word of God and the Spirit of God in our local cities, yeah. and and our yeah. responsibility. I can't be responsible for a nation, but I sure need to be responsible for where I am. This is my Jerusalem here, right? Come on, Glory. yeah. I-
0: you know, you know what, Ron? Right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna leave that right there. You know what? I would like, hopefully, next Monday, if we could do this again and all right cuz you were kind of filling this out but I I want you to put on that that instructor hat you know for next hey. week cuz I want got I want to do this again because the information of, of of kind of like how to um how this event took place how it got shut down some of the some of the moving parts we discussed today uh-huh. we brought to the forefront but as an instructor, if you if you had a church that did not have a grid for this, they they just knew something intuitively was wrong, spiritually was wrong. It, how would you help them form something within their church, step by step, uh, maybe a three, a four-step process, to within six months, um, within a year, they're ready to to take ground for Jesus, to shine light on areas that are in the shadows, because I think it's very powerful for a church that has been established as long as you have. You didn't have to go out there. You didn't have to do that stuff. Everything would, nobody would have blamed you for anything. Or they, there would have been no issues. But there was, there was a light. There was something inside of you that you led your congregation. Year, maybe a year of preparation about these things taking place from the from the pro-life positions all the way through through this drag, the LGBTQ Um movement that's going through the nation right now that there was something inside of you that uh, planned this years ago to be able to fight this fight and engage correctly. If you can, if you next week on next Monday, we could do this again. And you just kind of have a little plan. If you could tell a pastor, if you can share a pastor, share with the pastor or a leader, certain things that must be done first, you know, whether it be on a personal level as a pastor how do you? How does a pastor prepare himself? The courage it takes to actually look at the text, engage the culture, um, and and then go from there to the to classes to the to the Sunday services, and then when things do arrive, that they are a they are a church prepared for battle.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to uh, touch on those, those things, yes. not as an expert, but as a student yes. of those oh. things.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Pastor, I, I think that um, most because most churches are are echo chambers, you know, we, we we don't go beyond these walls. And and what impressed me was the fact that I know you personally. I know your church. I know many members of your congregation. You know, I know them, you know, and, and engage with them from time to time. And um, to know that one of my friends went on the forefront you know, um, and was part of, stepped out, and risk persecution, risk ridicule, risk being looked at sideways for the gospel. I take my hat off to Church of the Open Door and your leadership, and I, and I think it's a voice that needs to be listened to um, on on levels of how to organize and get your get your church in go, going in the right direction for the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you for your input, your your ministry, your uh, desire to help each of us to be uh, better impacting for the gospel. Thank you.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was my dear friend, Pastor Ron Holmes from Church of the Open Door, uh, affecting culture, a revolutionary move. Because again, most churches, we don't do these types of things. You don't hear, especially in the charismatic, Movement where everything is self-improvement, me feeling good, me me being blessed, me being touched. Hey, there's there was a cultural line that has been drawn in the sand that we will take, we will take back what the enemy has stolen from us. We're not going to give up this ground. Our precious cities, our precious families, our precious children, our precious marriages. We're not going to give this up. But we look forward to having Pastor Ron next week um, on Monday. We'll do this again, and so. Thank you. You know, tune in and again enjoy this. So, thank you for listening to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores coming at you one more time. Love Jesus with all your heart. The gospel is true, and He is coming again. Be ready for Him. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.